Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, well, hello and thanks for coming, America. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hello, Jamal's here. Hi, it's Stony. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Thanks for Coming podcast, the most magically gay podcast that ever was. And we are back, back, back again to, um, well, uh, maybe maybe we need to have a conversation. Like, it doesn't quite feel right to just be so cheery. Um, <laughs> we got to get the elephant out of the way first, right, girls? Uh, most definitely. There's no way we can't just um, talk about this piece of pie uh this pie is tart and unappealing super sour our our first impressions were definitely correct yeah about her (laughs) also too before we get into this i feel like that we should just give a quick trigger warning for those that are listening and do not like to listen to topics that um, touch on sexual assault and um, things of that nature. So if that is something that you do not want to hear about, you may want to skip ahead like 10 to 15 minutes. We can try and like um, put a time code in the notes too once we get all this edited and, and figured out so you can skip to that also. Yes, we don't mean to offend anybody, but this is a discussion that we have to have. Right. We're going to kind of talk about the story, but also kind of just let you guys know how we're going to handle that topic throughout the season. Yeah, because spoiler alert, which may not even be a spoiler. So if you don't want a spoiler, skip ahead 30 seconds. Give you time. Give you time. (laughs) Because Sherry Pie makes it to the top four. Rumor has it. So this is like going to be kind of hanging over us throughout the season as we cover the show. So that is the reason why we are talking about it. So let's let's get into it. Do you want to give us a synopsis, Jamal? <laughs> or do you want me to? I don't know. Sure. So um, I'm sure by now, listeners, you've seen all over the internet that RuPaul's Drag Race has made a um, statement, an official statement from the RuPaul's Drag Race uh, socials, from the WOW Present socials, that Sherry Pie was disqualified on um, allegations of what I would categorize as severe catfishing sherry pie basically the long and short of it is she was pretending to be a casting agent by the name of allison mossy under i forget which studio i have a ton of links in front of me but i want to keep this (laughs) moving for you all but um anyway allison was posing as this agent and collecting various recorded footage um of individuals at least six that we know confirmed doing various acts uh, sexually, non-sexually, but always removing layers of clothing. One guy admitted that he even went as far as to masturbate on camera and off camera for Allison because he really wanted the opportunity in the role. So it was just overall a massive, massive abuse of power. Um, These individuals still don't know where these videos are. And naturally, just the way... I believe karma and the universe works. All of this came to a head like hours before Sherry Pie's premiere episode on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, that was really crazy, too, because I was at work and then, you know, all of a sudden, like Jamal's texting me stuff like I'm seeing our Twitter notifications popping off like I, you know, I'm look, you know, I'm then I start to scan Twitter and I'm like, oh, this is happening. And now this is happening. Like, oh, my God, Jamal, look at this. And like, so it was really crazy to like 
kind of see all this like flurry of chaos or you know basically all this information coming forward yeah. just leading up to the show like she was canceled before we even saw her on the show completely and this all began with um individual named ben shimkus and his statement um we won't read it because it's pretty lengthy but go to our twitter because um we did repost it there kind of as everybody was reacting to what was happening but ben kind of kicked these doors open because they were like I'm seeing all the promo for the show. I'm hearing rumors that Sherry Pie makes it pretty far. And I just can't go forward without saying something. And then after that, more people came forward. And now here we are. We have our first ever, um, well, not first ever, um, disqualified queen. But I don't think Willem should be. I saw this on Twitter. I, I don't think Willem should be in the same category as Sherry Pie for obvious reasons. Right. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say our first official, officially disqualified queen on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, it was just such a wild story. And I don't know if this is with Ben, but um, there was like a story that just came out, I think, yesterday, just maybe even after the premiere. But basically, it was about, like, this one guy, and he was, like, actually, like, real-life friends with um, with Sherry. And they were, like, you know, really good friends. They would, like, count on each other. Like, he said he, like, felt close to her, like, really was, mm-hmm. like, you know, they would tell each other everything. But she still, like, ran this whole scheme on him, and it led up to the point where, like, she had him taking steroids yikes in order to like bulk up faster for this supposed role and it's left him with like long life lasting medical like issues and so it's like really (laughs) fucked up (laughs) it's it's way deep and dark and demented y'all and you know we have a dark humor on the show but we would never um joke about any of the um things that have happened with the sherry pie case and you know Sherry slash Joey, their boy drag name, did make a statement and an apology, but Aquaria quickly um, reached out online and just kind of called Sherry to task and was like, you can't sit here and lie in your apology, like basically saying your apology is shit. And now like, I mean, as a human being, I'm sure this is crazy for Sherry Pie, but I mean, this is why you have to think before you act. And if you're going to do something like try to get on RuPaul's Drag Race and do really well, you know, the internet is going to find every corner of your darkest secret. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, I don't want to like repeat everything you guys said, like I agree with everything you've said about it, but it's just, it's crazy to me that she did this to these people because I mean this is not a just oh I was catfishing and just being kind of like a weirdo online like this was like (laughs) I actually just pretended I was someone else like put people in these like compromising positions as somebody that pretended like I was in a a, uh, like position of power that I had this ability to you know get you on the show or whatever it's just super fucked up and the fact that she knew them in real life is even worse because it's like she was just like friends with these people and then she had this like other person online that she was using to basically manipulate them and make them do these things it's just super fucked up and also listeners keep in mind too a few of these accounts um 
the victims said that they got Allison Mossy's contact information from Sherry Pie. And, you know, Sherry Pie basically admitted to all of this in her apology. So, but just putting all the pieces together, it's just been crazy to think, like, wow, somebody actually. We know there's sickos out there, but we just didn't think that we'd find one on RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. And I mean, from, you know, stories that I've seen online, like, there's been, like, things that happened before like I'm not really I haven't researched it so I don't really want to speak on those topics but um one of the the justification I guess or the reasoning that Sherry used for doing this was for because of mental health reasons and so that is something I kind of wanted to bring in the discussion because Mm -hmm. I well I don't think that that is an excuse because I feel like at some on some level you know that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing like it didn't take you to like go be going on RuPaul's Drag Race to know what that what you were doing was wrong but mental health issues are real and they affect people differently when people Mm -hmm. say oh like it's because my mental health it's not like one specific thing so um and the reason why I bring this up is because I was watching Jake Yancey's live stream where um Jake Yancey was saying like oh I think it is so gross that she's blaming this on mental health like it is just so gross and I don't feel like that's a fair criticism no shade to Jake Yancey because his coverage has been really great and we love him but um he's also 19 and hasn't had as much life experience as as the three of us so I think I think um, Jake Yance saying that I think is not fair um, because mental health affects people in different ways. And, um, you know, even in Sherry's statement, she said, oh, well, I don't think I ever even ever really loved myself. Um, and, you know, I think on some level I can like relate to that because, I mean, when you're not like fitting into the picture perfect image, like maybe you're too masked, maybe you're too, you know, maybe you're plus size, whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, you feel rejected and you maybe resort to doing things like this. I mean, obviously it's not normal. Obviously it's not good behavior. Um, but I can, <laughs> I'm not condoning it. I just can kind of relate to like what I'm assuming is like the lead up to her actions, um, and things that may have caused her to do these things. So, um, you know, I think that, mental saying that it was because of her mental health it could be like depression anxiety um low self-image things like that there's so many layers right so i wouldn't say that sherry pie is using mental health as an excuse i think that sherry pie is looking for a way to try to communicate what where she was like a at reason that point. why it happened yeah she was at a low point clearly um at that point in her life and I can relate to it that way as well. And again, we're not here to try to save Sherry Pie or anything because what has happened is terrible, but I'm in this, I'm in the school of no excuses. So the way I personally feel, and you're absolutely right. Jake is only 19. So he's got some more life to be living before you can really just go out and say something's gross. And again, that's no shade. It's just, it's mainly because there are so many layers and everyone is so different. The human mind is so complex 
And I'm just like Seth, you know, at some point you had to know and feel that the things you were doing were not right. Like there's no way that that could have felt good or felt pleasant. So at some point, the human side of you, regardless of what you're going through, should have popped up, in my opinion, you know, just my opinion, and been like, I need to stop this or I need to come clean or delete this footage, whatever. But um, I'm sure there were some aspect of mental health issues going on. I mean, I think to like Jake Yonsei saying that it's disgusting. Like, I also disagree with what Jake Yonsei said, but I do think like with Sherry Pye's statement about, oh, it was like a mental health issue. It's all good for your explanation, but like you really need at this point to like show that that's what you mean and like get real help because Mm -hmm. like obviously whatever issue she was having, she was letting it still play out. So like she needs to like figure out what's causing this and like go actually get help. So it's not, so it's something that she can fix in her life because obviously, you know, at this point she's got to figure it out. So (laughs) yeah, she's at the point now where it's like, and I was thinking about this too, you know, a lot of, you know, and other drag queens are posting about it, but it's like, you know, obviously she doesn't deserve to kill herself over this um, or, you know, self harm or anything like that. what she did was absolutely horrible but i think we live in a time where there is cancel culture and i think that sherry should be canceled for her actions but at the same time that is a human being and i have a hard time just being like go kill yourself um yeah and this is the part of the fandom like we all feel a way about this especially this is a topic This is something we all should feel very strongly about, but we also need to consider that fact. This is a human being, uh, again, not siding or trying to save Sherry, but it's like, hey, this is the bitter side of life. You got to pay for some shit that you did, and you finally make it onto this platform, RuPaul's Drag Race. Every queen wants to do it, or most queens, I'll say, and... um, you're ruined. You're absolutely ruined. And it's now living in this time capsule that is the show. And people will only remember you for this. Even if you go out here and make a documentary about it or don't try to put no shit on Netflix because <laughs> I don't I'm not gonna watch it. Like you've you've killed that moment for yourself and they have to live with that. So keep that in mind, listeners. And um don't be too vile. Like what is that really gonna do? You're no better than Sherry if you're gonna make comments and statements like that. Right. And and also, too, from a human standpoint, like you like sh- shot the show, you're looking forward to it being on the air, like, you know, and then literally the day of like your whole world comes crashing down. Um, you spent thousands and thousands of dollars on these like ornate outfits. And now, like, you're probably not going to get booked after the show. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that also weighs on you, too, financially, which you know, affects you mentally, but also just kind of while we're talking about the, the looks, uh, we kind of talked before the, we started recording and we still want to talk about Sherry's looks because you may have seen a post about her, um, stylist or the, the, her, her, the, the person that made her dresses and outfits for the show. She posted like, you know, these, this is hard work, like, you know, this is my whole life's work. Like I can't show these images to show off my work anymore because now they're attached to Sherry Pie and like her horrible image. So, um, so going forward, we do want to support the designer of her clothing. So we will probably touch on looks, 
um, here and there. But I think overall, we're just going to try and limit our discussions about Sherry Pie in relation to this television show. Yes. And um, listeners, please, we'll be going through our inbox. If you have any comments um, or feel like there's something we missed in this conversation, please reach out to uh, tfcpod at gmail.com. Because like Seth said, I'm sure this is going to be a theme throughout the season. And um, yeah, it's going to be a different kind of season because this is going to... Um, I feel like this is going to launch a lot of important um, conversations, especially ones that need to be had within the um, grinder hookup community. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I don't know. This whole thing really just, it makes me like sad because this season, especially for the other Queens and like the actual victims themselves. But like, it just makes me sad because could you imagine just be coming onto the show and like, being so excited if you're one of the other queens and then for this to be like basically the story of the season like right now is just about sherry pie and like her behavior online like it just i don't know it sucks for the rest of the queens and the season yeah very much so um i think we kind of covered the, that <laughs> um yeah, the last thing I will say, um, sorry not to cut you off, Seth. I just want to leave all of you listeners, like, let's not let this bring down the whole season. There's still other queens on the show that we can get very excited about. They're all very talented. So let's have fun with those queens. And I think that we'll have a good time on TFC Pod. And um, we'll kiki and we'll shade where appropriate. Right. And um, maybe maybe you're wondering about the, the Brita situation because it was... Also, uh, you know, in this story, it was kind of coming out about supposedly, or I guess I should say allegedly. Yes, um, allegedly. uh, Britta adopted a drag daughter and then like they were drunk one night and took advantage or attempt, you know, sort of started to attempt to Mm -hmm. take advantage of an inebriated gentleman who did not want that kind of action. And so... This actually came to surface two years ago in 2018. It's coming back into the the forefront because, uh, you know, Britta's on the season of Drag Race as well. However, mm-hmm. this is something that Britta has denied in 2018 and again now. So I think, you know, where we're going to be at with Britta is just to continue to talk about her in the show as, um, of course, we stand with the victim, but until there's some sort of like until know, there's reason not to believe them yeah yeah exactly so so we'll still talk about Britta um if you want to subscribe to our podcast and um you can email us like Jamal said you can tweet us at TFC pod we're on Instagram at TFC pod you know feel free to stay subscribed and we'll give you updates as they come and we'll keep you guys in the loop and we'll discuss it again if we have to but hopefully not so um Let's get into it. Let's get into the honesty spill of the week and try to enjoy what we can of this episode. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our honest tea spill of the week. We are back, back, back again to break down episode 1B or possibly 2 of season 12 <laughs> of RuPaul's Drag Race. Wow. What an episode. Like, uh, like I said or our, like we kind of just discussed, there was sort of a dark cloud over the episode. So um, I kind of was in a mood. I was feeling some type of way when I was watching it. 
Uh, so that may affect or <laughs> slightly bias my opinions <laughs> on the episode in total. But yeah, let's get into it. Uh, at the start of the show, they showed the message about Sherry Pie, about her being disqualified. And then RuPaul, um, they kind of pick up where the girls coming in after the runway, where the, none of them are eliminated. They all come back into the workroom. And basically, RuPaul tells them, like, let's leave a message on the mirror for the other half of the girls. Yes, I love this part because I would just love to be some somebody's shady spirit. Like if I'm a ghost, I'm never going to put my ghostly hands on you, but I would love to just leave like lipstick messages to just like freak people out. It's like I'm coming for you. Yeah, like you forgot to turn off the gas or something. Don't get too comfortable. <laughs> Don't trip. I hope you break a heel. <laughs> Watch your step. <laughs> God. <laughs> So then we get into the entrances of the second queen, the second group of queens. Um, so in the first group, we had seven. In uh, this second group, um, for all intensive purposes, we had five. And so the top queen that comes in is Rakam Sakura. And holy crap, what a way <laughs> to enter the workroom. I know. My goodness. I'm um. I wasn't honestly sure how um, I was going to feel about Rockham, but the energy was just there for me. Like I'm big on connection or if you're just positivity and I feel like I got all of that with Rockham. So naturally that made me love her look. I thought she was doing the most with the colors, but it all worked for me. I like it. Yeah, I was I was really into Rockham. I thought um, she was definitely bringing the energy and the personality and the confessionals. So I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely excited to see more of Rockham this season. And trade. Rockham's so cute and boy drag. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just like want to toot my own horn that I was right about the reference to her name because she did say that she named herself after the Rockham Sockham robots, like we said in the Meet the Queens episode. Ding, ding, ding. Ew. Seth has always been our reference queen. I mean, I didn't like Sherry Pie and you saw what happened there. So. <laughs> I know. My first impression is of her was I did not like her. And then I had to rewatch her video, of course. And I was like, uh, oh, I think she's going to do well. So I take all of that back. And you Oracle. You rewatched it and you were like, oh, I guess Allison Mossy's kind of okay. Wait, Fuck. what? <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> Enough about that. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to process my emotions here. Um, anyways, so uh, yeah, Rockham's entrance was really great and very memorable. Next we have Dahlia Sin. Uh, okay, y'all, I know that I wasn't very excited about Dahlia. Oh, Dahlia. So excited to see Dahlia. Um, I don't, she's she's pretty, okay? Like, Dahlia is a pretty queen. I'm just hoping that she brings more than looks and beauty. That's all I'm saying, um, I like Dahlia. I thought she was pretty as well, but I really feel like after watching the episode, it I don't take anything back. I still feel like she is the Kimura Black of the season. Oh, I didn't so, say it's like anything back. So she's probably gone in a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm also not a fan of Dahlia. <laughs> like her look was just like kind of okay. Like I mean, it was well constructed, but like yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, she was, she's she's a gorgeous queen. The outfit was, it was like she went to the mall and got it. It Maybe it was the fashion mall. But yeah, we just need a little more of that excitement or to see Dahlia step out of the box. And then I think she will capture our souls. 
Yeah, and I think her entrance line didn't really captivate the attention of the viewers like she thought it was going to. No. Womp womp. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then uh, the queen that shall not be named came into the room. Uh, Yeah. And then next we had Jan. Just Jan. Just Jan. Okay, y'all, listen. Okay, shoot me. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about Jan. I like Jan. I think that Jan and I would have been friends, and I think that this outfit was very basic, but I can appreciate a sparkly (laughs) bitch. But hey, let's go out, Jan. I'm ready. Um, Let's see what we can do. So I don't think we were wrong about Jan in any way. Like I do like her more than what I thought I would, but I think it's funny that everyone like the judges this season were just like she was a lot <laughs> no listen because that's she, how... she is the tracy flick of yes Drag Race. yes she is the tracy flick where it's just like please shut the fuck up already Listeners, if you have not seen the movie election featuring reese witherspoon go figure out who tracy flick is this it's jan sport yeah just jan just jan sorry come on it's just jan uh so yeah with jan i sort of I don't know. Like, I'm sort of in the middle. Like, I'm uh, with Jan. Like, she's not horrible. But at the same time, like, her, like, always, like, like too happy, like, personality is upsetting to me. Um, because, <laughs> like Jan said, she's, like, her whole character is, like, the, um, the like, um, Jesse Spano from Say by the Bell, like the cheerleader that has taken a little one too many energy pills. Caffeine pills. Yeah. And it just sort of like reminds me of like bullies in high school. So I'm like, go fuck this bitch. Like, <laughs> now listen, I have a pretty good natural resting bitch face. So if anybody like this is around me in real life, it's like a struggle not I to. Roll eye roll have like an eyebrow just shoot up without me expecting it or my face is doing something I have no realization is happening but I also appreciate people like Jan because I know I'm a dark person so it kind of like forces me out of that and it's like oh I can find some light in this moment she's silly all these queens have stories right so I'm sure that we're gonna get deeper into Jan at least I hope we do we're gonna get dark Jan at some point we're gonna get dark Jan at some point but right now I am all here for it like dark Phoenix <laughs> you know there's better than dark gonna be Phoenix. some like bullshit episode where like Jan has a breakdown cries and Rue hugs her and then we're all supposed to be like happy about it yeah <laughs> hey like, that's me <laughs> I will. Oh my gosh. I'll cry with you, Jan. Um, I did she's enjoy. Like, oh, sorry. She like Hulk smashes the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> she just headbutts the mirror while they're getting ready. Yeah. She like rips someone's wig apart or something. Like, she goes out on the runway as Carrie. Yeah. I did, did want to, I did want to say, I did enjoy the fact that she kept like correcting people on the Jan name. Like, Oh because they made her change it to just Jan. Just Jan. So they just kept like saying, <laughs> she was just like, just Jan. <laughs> yeah. But it, it works for her character. So whatever. It does. All right. Next we have Jada Essence Hall. Uh, royalty has arrived. Like, I just can't. This one, you just know from the moment she entered, she's going to be bringing you some look tea, some attitude tea, just everything you need in a strong black sassy queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I'm I'm super excited for Jada. She definitely brings the elegance to the season. Super elegant. Like and elegant auntie. Yeah, we just need somebody like Jada on the season. Yes. Yeah. I w- I was feeling a little some type of way about her in the rehearsal, but we'll get there. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> but no, I I mean, I think Jada's look was good. I don't think her entrance was like the best. But she it wasn't good. anything over the top, right? Like right. so, and like again, listeners, this is season twelve. We're not trying to like shit on these looks. We're just saying like there, there wasn't anything like super exciting or different. But she's she's a beautiful queen, like just beautiful. So of course we're still excited to see her. Right. I think I was just expecting a lot based on like how much I loved her promo look. Uh-huh. Um, so when she came in, I mean, it's a good look. Like there was nothing wrong with her look at all. Like It just and, felt safe, right? Yeah, a little bit. So uh, next and lastly, we have Aiden Zane, which I was a little surprised at how much I liked her entrance. <laughs> Now, I wasn't sure about, like, the pairing of the garments. Like, maybe I would have done a different colored jacket. But, oh, my gosh, like, her face beat and the hair. I love that pixie cut on Aiden. And I like the darkness and kind of, like, that dark, um, uh, what's the word? I love the color palette of that makeup. And, like, it works with what she's bringing in that persona, Aiden Zane. And, like, the walk was yeah, a little weird. Yeah, very, very, like, slithery, right? Yeah, I, I didn't... Going into this um, from the Meet the Queens, I did not, I was not very high on Aiden, but she kind of won me over this episode. I'm kind of an Aiden stan now because I really loved her intro look. I think she's pretty funny, like just as like in the confessional. I don't know. I just think she brings something unique to the show and she's kind of stands out from the rest of the cast in her own unique way. Oh, yeah. So I just... I don't know. I, I'm excited that she's on here. She's fun. And she's one of those queens that makes you want more. Like none of us knew until we watched this episode that we were going to be excited for what we're going to see next from Aiden. At least that's how I felt. My Twitter timeline felt. Yeah, I definitely warmed up to her a little bit. I liked her entrance line. Are you ready to get insane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cute. That was cute. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the mini challenge. Another mini challenge. Oprah voice. Yes. All right, you guys. So let's uh, let's get into this mini challenge. We are seeing the same mini challenge. They have to serve two looks, one from the spring and one from the fall. Yes. Is group B better than group A? Let's see. I'm going to say no. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so... What did you guys think of the spring looks? Uh, this is always so difficult um, when you're like thinking about all the queens as a group. I'm trying to think of who stood out to me. Um, well, definitely Rockham with her painted oh. kimono. Kimono? Yeah. Oh, so Rockham, Rockham was that. very high on the list <laughs> because we found out later in the episode that that cape or those sleeves, they're actually hand drawn by um by Rockham. So I can appreciate that because it looked very cool anime fantasy but very cotton candy spring like. I was actually living for um Dahlia's look too. I just got like 80s moment um Prince. Like I'm pretty sure I could have seen this in a Prince video. I did want more from the makeup. I did, but um yeah, it was fun. Well, while we're on that topic, I thought it was very interesting that nobody brought up her beard. 
Oh yeah, now I did clock that too. I'm not gonna sit oh, here I and act like too, I did it. Actually, we're getting very like Shangela season two. Uh oh, yeah, yeah. She can go louder on the makeup for sure. A hundred percent. But I do want to give her her props. Like I wasn't gonna mention this look, but in my opinion, this was her best look of the episode. So I will give her her props for her spring look. <laughs> I agree too. Like, and I think that Dolly is just one of those queens. Um, again, we'll get into it later because it came up down the road. I think she's just trying to figure out truly what kind of queen she is. But I did like her spring look. I would say that Rockham honestly is probably my favorite, just because for me it's so out of the box. We don't get to see our Asian queen shine very much outside of our faves. So I, I like seeing this energy right off the bat. Definitely. Um, I think. Jan's look was okay here. I don't know. I just my my issue with Jan's look is that she wears lots of look with like fringe, like bordering every part of her clothing, and it's like I don't know. It's just not aesthetically pleasing to me. Now I think Jan looked cool, but I think it's like an execution thing for me. So I want, like you said, to do something a little different. Um, I don't know. I think she's trying. I'm not going to shoot Jan down because she looked good, but she wasn't my favorite, but she wasn't the worst. Yeah. And I and I think Jada looked good also in the spring. Like both of her looks were really good for for spring and for fall. Yeah, Jada is not playing with y'all. Like um yeah, we'll get into fall, but her spring look was um cute too. Yeah, I I did like uh Aiden's a little bit. Like the concept was cool, but it was like a little cheaply made. Like it was like the dollar store version of like a designer dress maybe. Of Monet Exchange's sponge look. Like I yeah. could have immediately gone with a different shoe. Everything else would have been fine if I had a different shoe. Yeah. Like it wasn't bad, but it was like not up to the standards of even the queens on her episode, but definitely not on any queen in the first group. Sure, yeah, yeah, I agree. So anyway, so now let's talk about the fall looks. Uh, what were the standout ones to you? I really like Jada Essence Hall the most because it's easy to kind of pull out the gowns and go down that road with these kind of challenges, but it's um, more appealing and you reach a broader audience if you can go a pinch more commercial and give you, give a chic look that the everyday woman or everyday person could wear. And I think that the color was on point. The styling was great. I love this one. Yeah, I, I really like Jada's as well. I'm actually having a hard time remembering all the fall looks. Like, I remember that what Aiden wore and I did not like. <laughs> oh, oh my God, it was awful. The it was <laughs> unitard. It was like she was wearing like a tablecloth and like for Thanksgiving, <laughs> like she just needed like the like pilgrim hat. I didn't like that. And it was just like, this is not cute, girl. I wrote, um, go back to Party City where you belong. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And that's what I was trying to think of, like, the other ones I liked, but I just, that was the only one that, like, really stuck out to me and not in a good way. Um, well, I did, like, Rockham's look a little, like, I thought that was pretty good, like, the actual concept and the design of it, but the fit was a little bit off. The fit was, it was a, a little, little too shaky. Big. Yeah, it was yeah. a little shaky. Um, Sissy, that Sasquatch, Dahlia, I mean, that was cute, but we've kind of seen that before. It kind of, like, read as poodle to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, future poodles of America. Yeah. 
Also, I think they had Mayhem back to play a different person this runway. Was it Andre Leon Talley? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I'm trash. Like, does he design for like Walmart or like, I don't know what's going on. Listen, listeners, <laughs> um, Andre Leon Talley is a huge fashion influence. He's worked with Anna Winter for years, but his story is just crazy. He actually has a... Um, documentary on hulu um life according to the gospel according to andre it's really good but it kind of goes throughout his background and explains who he is and how he got there i love that man i just do um i love me some andre leon tally i'd love for him to read me at tea well i feel compelled to watch that because i also have hulu so um i'm interested it's one of those like quick hour and a half docs that I go back to and watch if there's nothing else on and I enjoy it every time. He's comes from North Carolina, a very small town. Of course, he's a black queer person. So coming up in that environment and having his own mother not want to walk into church with him because he was wearing a fur, like his story is very interesting. Okay. And then we also had um, Kim Chi at, on the, the panel. Yeah. yeah. Queen Kim fun. making her rounds. <laughs> and then um, I think they had, well, they had uh, not Carl Lagerfeld. <laughs> and I don't know for sure, but I think that was Sonique. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't clock Sonique. I know Raven was back in a look I enjoyed more this week. Was Raven there? Because I don't remember seeing her at all. <laughs> See, I feel like that was Raven. <laughs> oh, no, listeners. Was it Sonique or Raven? Oh, I feel no, like it was it definitely was... not Raven. The lips were like more thin. It was weird. I had a hard time identifying any of them other than kimchi. I felt like, <laughs> like I definitely saw Raven, but maybe my mind is just playing tricks on me because I know she was there the previous week. Well, first I thought it was Trinity, but then I was like, no, <laughs> oh, no there's not no, there's there's not enough plastic here. All the and, Botox blasted queens were like, I thought it was this one. No, I thought it was this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but no, I, I do think it is Sonique because um, it it looked like there was a woman, Carl Lagerfeld. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. So let's go ahead and move on. I don't know. This is one let of the mysteries on, of life, girl. Let us know on Twitter, y'all. Let us know. Um. All right. So. Uh, oh yeah. The uh the sour moment after they all get out of drag and Cherry's like, I can't wait to see what everyone looks like out of drag. I'm like, ooh, oh. let's cut that line, y'all. Cut the line. <laughs> no, that's that that's that tweet in live action that we saw RuPaul's Drag Race giving Sherry the villain edit. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> Yikes. Uh. Sorry, I said it. <laughs> yes. Anyways, moving on, we go on to the maxi challenge where they all have to write a verse to a song to a song titled "You Don't Know Me" that explains who they are as a drag queen. Yeah, and this is kind of like a play on um the Chicago musical, of course, because that's where Fosse comes from. I felt like a bad gay because for a second there, and by a second I mean at least twenty minutes, I forgot Fosse and the impact. <laughs> So my um, gay card was at risk of being lost there. But um, there's a track in Chicago where all of the inmates have like their moment and you kind of learn who they are. And this was that. So I was very excited that this was their challenge this week. Right. Um, And I also love the story producer calling out Dahlia because she's like, oh, my God, I love Fosse. And they're like, who's Fosse? (laughs) She, Uh he, uh, uh, er, 
God, I hate Dahlia. (laughs) I mean, yeah, don't pretend. I like, I don't know who Fosse is, but I also don't pretend that I do. So exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You have to handle it the gay way and be be like, I feel like I've heard about Fosse before, but I couldn't tell you like exactly from where. Yeah. And I'm going to just tell you that my ass forgot. So I literally never heard this person. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't I didn't know that Fosse was a person, but I always associated it with like cabaret style dancing. Mm. At first, close I enough, was like, close enough. I was like, whoa! Like Sherry Pie was talking about Allison Mossy, like even during the show. <gasps> <sighs> yeah, maybe yeah, that's how does rhyme. Mossy, 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 hands, hands, hands. All right. Anyways, ah! <laughs> sorry, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> sorry. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, well, actually, kind of not moving on. This is like kind of the part <laughs> of the show where Sherry was really fucking annoying because she was like, I am the musical theater queen. Do you, have you ever taken musical theater class? Have you ever <laughs> been in West Side Story? Have you ever played Hairspray and Wicked? <laughs> recite the entire play of Wicked. If you can't recite the entire play of Wicked, you can't be on the show. What the, what the fuck is going on with your Sherry Pie impression? It has to sound like a creepy old man now. That's her voice. She does that weird (laughs) affectation to her voice. Uh, Now, I tweeted this, y'all. Like, um, it's so, like, difficult watching the Sherry Pie scenes because there were a lot of moments where I liked what she was doing or I agreed. And I was just quickly brought back to life when I was just like, oh, shit. And then I look at my Twitter timeline and this is what's popping off. Yeah, it kind of sucks because there are parts that I was like, oh, that was funny. But then you like feel guilty for laughing because it's Sherry Pie and you're just like, fuck. Yeah, I was live tweeting the whole episode. So y'all probably caught the full range of my emotions. (laughs) Right. But just I feel like it's really annoying. Like when theater gays are like this, they're like, oh, like, do you you don't know who Fosse is? Oh, my God. Let me tell you everything about Fosse. But also at the same time, I'm not going to leave the choreo because I don't want to take any responsibility in my life. Now, listen, some of those, like, I will say our culture, the queer culture, yes, that's a full read, and I will second and support it, because some of you theater and performance queens be out here acting like all of us need to know that whole ass textbook, and there are different kinds of, like, queens out here in this community, so all of us probably aren't into musicals. I mean, I am, but I still can't tell you every director or producer's name. I'm definitely not. I can tell you most of them, but... I'm definitely not into musicals, so stop fucking telling me I have to watch any of them because I'm not going to do it. Yeah, he won't. I will. He'll play. He's a gamer. Remember, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Last of Us coming HBO, girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Video game tea. <laughs> I'm trying to think I'm Trying to think like one musical I've watched. I was like, wow, this was really good. Uh, meanwhile, I'm like in the corner with my Kleenex just crying. Don't cry for me, Argentina. (laughs) Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so that part really annoyed me. I was like, shut the fuck up, Sherry. No, I feel it. Oh, God. I'm like going to segregate us from all the New York people. But it also kind of annoyed me. And this also ties in with Dahlia, too, because they just like have to know everything. And if they don't know everything, they pretend like they know everything. Like, if you don't know something, just tell us you don't fucking know what is. Okay? Like, we you're not cool. And it's keep in cool. mind, too, this is very, like, episode one, getting to know you energy. Like, all the queens want to be the most educated. 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 <laughs> yeah, girl. Edu- educated. 
and most, you know, top performance, America's next top drag queen. Like everybody's trying to be that right away. And sometimes that doesn't really let us get to know who they are. Yeah. Um, all right. So now we move into the rehearsal. Um, this is probably one of the biggest clusterfuck rehearsals we've seen in RuPaul's history. Uh, this one, I actually did kind of wonder. I was like, well, let's see, see what happens tomorrow. And basically everything that they practice in rehearsal, like didn't happen. So LOL. Yeah, I pretty much, um, that's what happened. There was just like, again, another situation of too many cooks in the kitchen. And I agree with Jan, like you want to make sure, like the devil is in the details. You want to get every little piece right, but also on the flip side, you have to keep it moving. Like you have to manage your time well, or okay, you have a very strong opener and then you just have like a flop of a closer or a finale that won't work. So watching them figure this out was chaotic to say the least. Yeah, I, I felt similarly um, about Jada as I felt about Britta in the first one, where it's just like kind of annoying where they're trying to act like everyone's doing too much when they're just trying to dumb down the choreography because they're not good at it. Yeah, it's a it's a defense because it's like, OK, you're not hitting it. So you want to move on, of course, because you can't do that part while the rest of us are trying to rehearse. and figure it out (laughs) that's the vibe i was getting i felt like jada just was probably overwhelmed didn't know how to do it so it was kind of like i'm just gonna lash out because i need something like basically i'm just stressed so i like i need to let it out somehow (laughs) right yeah for sure um so then the next day in the workroom we find out this horrible tragic story about rockham's mom like as you know a kid her mom told her that she did drugs because of her kids. Yeah, this was a terrible thing to hear because, um, of course, we know like these stories exist, and there are plenty of people with just unfortunate childhoods and upbringings, just things you'd never imagine, just mental and physical abuse, right? So hearing that Rockham's mom used to say, I'm this way because of you to her children, that's just a dark soul. I'm glad that that's something Rockham's working through because you can't cure people like that. You can't help people like that. And it was definitely not the children's fault. No. And that's a horrible burden to put on your children. And that's really fucked up because that then they get put in that like headspace, like their entire lives. And they just think, you know, like, Oh, this is my fault. And I don't know. Fuck that shit. I don't know. That was horrible to hear. Mm hmm. All right, so now let's move into the performance. Um, I have to say that I did like RuPaul's runway look, the green feathers and the blonde, I guess, afro? Yes, afro. Is that what you call it? I don't know. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Bleached fro. Yeah, very stylized. You know, is that? Is, do you think that's the same hair that she wore in the, um, the roommail? Oh, I'm going to have to take a look. I mean, maybe it was um, styled differently. It very well could be the same wig. I don't know. It was very reminiscent of that. But I mean, I mean, I like the roommate wig. This season is really good. <laughs> I love whenever RuPaul just lets her soul glow and she gives us this giant ass um, afro that's probably 50 pounds on her head. <laughs> yeah. I'm I wasn't feeling... It. 
I wasn't feeling Palm Springs Rue in the workroom earlier. <laughs> that was that was too busy. Okay, I was not into that at all. Are you talking about head wrap Rue? Head wrap yeah. hat. It was white like, with all the florals. She did that in the first premiere. I don't know what's going on with Rue's looks, like workroom looks this season. Rue's experimenting <laughs> with somebody. <laughs> She's just trying to feel her oats at her age. Listen, you know, a woman of her as... age. It's hard to... <laughs> Okay, Baga, as soon as I'm completely bald, that is all you're going to fucking see. Now, I'm no Lafayette from True Blood. I give you a head wrap when I'm around the house, but yeah, it just doesn't work with my look. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, girl. Anyways, so Rue looked great on the runway. Let's talk about the performance. Um, What did you... (laughs) Girl, this this was a performance was a struggle for me to get through. Like there were shining moments, but overall, I was like, this is like incredibly lame compared to like the first, (laughs) the first premiere. Oh no! See, I actually enjoyed this one more. Maybe I liked the song a little more, but I was definitely more engaged with this performance. I think I was more engaged, but I was like over or not overwhelming. It was very underwhelming to me as well. I don't know, but I also was underwhelmed with the previous episode, so I don't know. I think the season sucks in general so far. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's just generally not comment on the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, fuck this whole thing. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm not to Can be we disqualify this whole season? <laughs> no, I'm that's not, not fair. Trying to be a negative Nancy. I'm gonna like try to give this season. I just right now I'm not feeling it. Like I don't know. I'm ready for like Drag Race UK again or something. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, my thing is I don't think the season is trash. I just think I just wish that we could have a season where it was just like only the girls in the first like group plus jada and rockham like that's all like the rest can go like <laughs> you know no i like shade rattle sprinkled i could deal without aiden like i'm not saying aiden's like as horrible as i thought she was gonna be but like still like i don't need to see anymore i, I we've we've seen it all <laughs> I think that we're going to get a decent season despite everything that's going on. But I think with these first performances in general, much like the first group, it's a lot of nerves. I was feeling like the vibe of this performance a little more. And I think that's just because this is more my wheelhouse, like this type of burlesque-esque type performance. And that's not to say I don't have like my hip hop, let's twerk twerk the house down moments but i think this group i was just more engaged with overall overall the solos like the first group could have used some more life like that's what Mm -hmm. brings it down for me because the together stuff was cute it was it was fine the queen who shall not be named of course they stood out because that's just what they do i did enjoy jada I did enjoy yeah. Jada's performance. It just felt very fluid. She was comfortable despite the way the rehearsal went. But I think that a lot of the queens are just kind of pushing through and working through the nerves of, oh my God, there's Michelle, there's RuPaul, and oh my gosh, it's Robin and Tandy. It's Beloved. She's going to put a curse on me. Like, There's just a lot going through their heads, right? Yeah. And, and I will say um, that I did enjoy Jan in the performance. She brought like Cause it was, she was like in the middle. So it was starting to like, there was starting to be a lull and excitement and Jan just kind of like re-energized you through the end of the the performance. 
Yeah, I love Joan for that because as soon as she's one of those personalities I see now that as soon as they're on screen or on stage, it just lights up. It was very much like the feeling when I saw Thorgy in person for the first time. It's just like, oh my gosh, it's just like the energy's there. Immediately you're in it with them. So props to you, Jan. Jan's just like, oh my God, did you see that? Rude just like hasn't blinked in 10 minutes. Oh my God. And now she's picking up a pen. Oh my God, Rue has a pen in her hand. What the fuck? I'm like, Jan, calm down. <laughs> now listen, if you're one of my friends that are like that, you know that I've probably thrown a glass of cold water on your ass at some point in our lifetime. <laughs> yeah. We need I can to... only put up with so much of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah the performance itself like i don't think it was horrible it just for me like i connected more with the first one when they were like oh second one robin like i don't think the 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 second song connected with robin whereas in the first challenge um the tie-in with Nicki Minaj was very real. It's like, we are having a rap challenge because we have Nicki Minaj here. And you were like, we want to see if you can, you know, replicate like Nicki Minaj and homage to Nicki Minaj here. We didn't really get that with Robin. Yeah. And see, that's one of those things. Like I'll have to go and listen to RuPaul's (laughs) podcast to see if Robin maybe left a nugget that she really enjoyed um, show tunes and Broadway shows, because I agree with you. Like, okay, Chicago's cute. Everyone loves Chicago or Chicago-themed performance, but it didn't really tie in to Robin. I agree. Yeah, yeah. She was... wasn't really like as featured as prevalently as Nikki was. And Robin's been around forever. Like, I tweeted this. Robin was one of the first CDs I owned. Like, one of the first CDs. My parents were like, you're all allowed to go get one CD and pick one, and it's going to go under the Christmas tree and... <laughs> My gay ass picked Robin is here in 1995. And that's when your parents were like, our kid is gay. I don't think they had any idea because I then went on to buy Spice Girls and Cleopatra coming at ya. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, I live for those bitches. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I don't mean this to like disparage Robin or anything. Of course. Oh, no. Like, I just wish they would have found a way to incorporate her more into the show. Um, I agree. Yeah, she. I don't know. Robin's just such a nice person. Like I like like similarly to Jamal. Like I um kind of knew about Robin before like the last year and a, or two years maybe even when she was like blowing up. Um, well more than that, maybe like five years. Anyways, so yeah. Um, like I actually met Robin back like twelve years ago. Oh wow. <laughs> um, so my last semester of college, I was doing an internship at MTV radio networks and she was coming in to do an interview, I think. Oh my gosh. That is right. Yeah. And so like I was about to go to lunch or like I was going somewhere and then I saw this, you know, blonde woman, just very like business like Sue. And I was just like, she looked like she needed help. (laughs) And and, uh, she's like, do you know where blah, blah, blah is? And I'm like, you know, and usually when when the people came in to get interviewed, they came in with like a whole posse, like a manager, like every member of their band. Oh, like the everything. whole team is there. Yeah. Yeah. But Robin, she just came herself. Just very nice. Like, oh, do you know like where this person is? And so like I kind of like walked her over and showed her where she needed to go. She's like very polite, very nice. Just like I such a wonderful person. I remember talking about this on the phone. That's crazy. That's really 12 years ago yeah wow (laughs) surprise i'm old (laughs) um (laughs) we are old girl let me go check this mirror (laughs) 
<laughs> so so yeah we love robin here i wish that they could have just used her in a better way so i don't know for um, sure anyways let's let's keep this show on the road um so that was the performance uh they do a runway we're on our like 800th look and <laughs> no shit the theme is tool y'all tool i'm into this i one. will say in past seasons i have bitched about like oh i just want to see like what these queens are made of and have looks well they did it this season oh hell <laughs> yeah. wish, girl. so maybe like scale it back a little bit more but i won't complain because <laughs> we did get to see everything that everyone wanted oh my to gosh do. the yeah. producers are listening to us yeah Stony, can you just let them know like it was a little too much because they seem to really like you. <laughs> yeah, everyone likes Stony. <laughs> I I don't know. It was fine. Like just I don't know. <laughs> I like the black spot of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know what. Maybe I am. instead of next time, we don't need spring and fall looks. Just like I don't know, your best summer garb, and then <laughs> yeah, your best like barbecue down south look <laughs> well we're like nitpicky viewers right because i'm like okay season 12 the season six nod makes sense but this was the spring fall thing that was a season seven challenge so like what does that mean because six plus seven is 13 am i missing something here katya is well, coming you multiply back. it by three and then divide it by 27 oh god i think katya is coming back <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> can katya replace sherry pie Katya would be like she shows up in the finale I'm replacing Sherry Pie (laughs) well rumor has it they filmed an alternate ending to the show because you know last season when everyone found out that Vanjie was like going home before like the episode even aired because they leaked their own stupid promo (laughs) picture oh like oh yeah yeah yeah. they did alternate of like the final five yeah yeah so supposedly there's an alternate ending so we'll see how that affects the show so well, we'll know we'll be all over it thanks to you faithful listeners. But yes. back to the looks. Oh, and while we're while we're thanking the the listeners, just belated shout out to um Holly, one of our, you know, um uh, I don't want to call her like a fan or a listener, but she like, you know, we're we're friends with her and uh she brought us some of the Reddit drama her and her friend Danielle were I'd finding say Holly is one of the OG listeners. She's always kind of been there on social media with us hanging out. So Holly and Danielle, they were just giving us the Reddit scoop, y'all. I, you know, I have like a panic attack whenever I log into Reddit, so I can only do it like once a month. Yeah. So big <laughs> thanks to both of them for like helping to like collect information as the story was developing. Yes, yeah. and shout out to all of you other listeners and um, friends online that were tagging us in the stories as this developed. Yeah, we love some Holly. Holly's amazing, so shout out to her. Yes. All right, so um, we're getting a little long in this recap, but uh, just to breeze through these looks, um, I mean, I think this was maybe Aiden's best look. I thought this was so fashion forward. I thought the makeup was right. The hair choice and styling was right. I never thought I would love a lime green gown, but I thought it looked great. Like that looks slayed for me. I also really enjoyed Rockham's look because it was just way too much. It was way too much, <laughs> but I thought it was very like fashion Furby. Like the first Furby I owned the first Furby more gay shit. <laughs> Jamal has like 28,000 Furbies. More we gay have a shit. Furby room at her house. <laughs> My first Furby was like, <laughs> 
My, my Furby. My no. Furby. <laughs> that is to, not part of the behind the scenes like, content. Welcome to our Furby room, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Furby Hall. <laughs> Hell no. But listen, this look was so like. I just love the drama of the look, okay? <laughs> Furby was my friend. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> um sorry uh yeah no i i I did like rockham's look i thought this was our michelle eye roll moment of the episode um for criticizing it and saying that it was too much like go away i know there was still a shape there you clearly saw a waist no michelle did not criticize rockham it was ross well, Remember? it's still Michelle's fault. I don't. Somehow no, it's Michelle's fault. No, because Michelle was like, I actually really like it because it had shape to it. And Ross was like, fuck no, That's Michelle. Right. That's right. It and that was, was actually the time. one time I was like, wow, I agree with Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I saw the alternate ending of this episode. Look, Auntie, Auntie Michelle was beat too, but I also really enjoyed Jada's. I thought it was simple. And it still gave us like the layers and excitement with like the frou frou of the tool and what tool is supposed to do for a garment. Yeah. I think um, Jan won like the most like creative. Like I thought that was a really creative idea. I hated Jan's look. Well, that's why I was saying it was, I didn't like love it, but I thought it was a creative idea. It was clever. The, it was the, the tool, worst one. The tool thing was like a little cheesy to me and a little party city. I thought it was weird that she was like sticking it in her mouth and like pretending to like unscrew things on the stage. And also, I think I was getting my Dahlia looks mixed up, but I thought that this makeup and was the makeup that could have used a little more work because the look itself was like very spot on. I was feeling like my 80s fantasy. I just thought that we could have used a little more excitement and like the eye makeup or like give us a nice strong bold make a statement type colored lip but it just flowed and it was very like edgy and rock and roll chic which is my aesthetic monday through friday <laughs> yeah <laughs> so just in passing sherry's look was dark and stormy so very appropriate she's just <laughs> raining on all our parades it does suck Literally. because i actually really like this look so i don't know if i'm assuming that it came from a designer if so then that designer is awesome because it was a really cool look. So. Here's what I think we should do with the designers. If there's like a look we really like designers, how about we just put your logo over Sherry's face and we just <laughs> won't tag her? Yeah, I like that idea. I she mean, won't it be was, getting tagged in any of our cool. episodes. I'm going to start trying to look up maybe who designed Sherry's outfits before the episode, before we record. That way we can like shout them out or something. I'm happy to do that work. Yeah. So uh, everyone's calling out Dahlia again because they're like, well, your lyrics like were all lies. We didn't learn anything about you. <laughs> she was like, Michelle was like, I'm assuming you're from Vegas. Uh, actually, Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, this is one of those things like I will reiterate. I think that Dahlia is still trying to figure out who she is. But like the cute and slutty card only goes so far, girl. Like you need to. It's season 12. You already, listeners, you you can already hear me saying it. You can still hear me saying it's season 11. Well, guess what? It's season 12, and we need to know who you are, what you're serving, and what you're about. So now is not the time to be doing all of that, ma'am. Yeah. 
And if you're going to give a stank face, a bad attitude the whole episode, maybe you should have stronger looks so that you can do that. <laughs> There's I just think she's like really young and like from her lyrics, you can kind of just see that's her mindset right now. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, like I'm a fucking, like I'm trade and like, fuck you. I'm, I'm like, a fuck fairy, which is yeah, fine. We're so not sex shaming, like, but. There's no substance there. It's all just like. I've got like, you know, have an edge to me and like I'm a rebellion against the world type attitude. Yeah. We want to know more, Dahlia. Yeah. And and just to be fair in our criticism, I think Aiden is in the same boat, like trying to figure out where she's at and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. I could For agree sure. with that. I agree. Mm-hmm. Just a different type of um, rebellion, <laughs> different lane. Yeah. For sure. Well, Aiden's a little more down to earth. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> So uh, we move on in similar fashion. Rue just keeps telling the girls, oh, you're safe, you're safe, la, la, la. And then uh, we find the top two are Jada and um, the other one. And (laughs) then they get to lip sync to um, Call Your Girlfriend by Robin, which is like such a great song. Such Um, a good one. Such a good one. We see the influence of Dusty Ray Bottoms in That Queen She Shall Not Be Named. I'm like... This is like really the reemergence of Dusty Ray Bottoms. Like, can we get her back on this season? It really is. Now, you know, Dusty will probably pop up on an All Stars for sure. Damn, girl. I'm ready. With the polka dots. Fuck you, Michelle. Yeah, full face, full Dusty face. Yeah. And then, uh, so then out of the lip sync, Jada wins, rightfully so, when she hit that, um, that, uh, split, drip, that dip, drip, dip. Then, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm having such a hard time talking today. Sorry, everybody. Um, when she hit that dip, I was like, bam, that's the bitch that won. Like, fuck yeah. I was like super stoked for Jada. She really killed that lip sync. Listen, Jada is not playing with y'all. So I'm sure that we're going to see some more like eyebrow and edge snatching moments from this one. Yes. Um, so then they go back into the workroom and who's waiting for them there? The other half of the queens. Dun, dun, dun. They're all like, mm-hmm. Oh. And I was like, wow, it's really like the B team is meeting like what a drag queen should look like. It's like, meh. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I loved that part. Um, I mean, Heidi in closets, like Mohawk was uh, so great. So good. Um, I think Crystal Method was Frida. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that it was. She was just. Show, it was just shown very quickly. So I, I think it was Crystal. But that was definitely like a Frida reference, and I was living for it. And all uh-huh. the girls looked good, and I was like, "Oh my god, please, can we just eliminate the second, <laughs> the second half of the girls? Like everyone in the first premiere was so good. Yeah, it's tough. It's going to be interesting seeing them all blend." Yeah, I think we know who's going to be eliminated more quickly than. <laughs> than we're not. usually right. We are usually right. Yeah, and we were not wrong, like on this episode, because <laughs> the worst yeah. queen was definitely Dahlia. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, so let's go into our fantasy league. So, Sony's going to give us an update, but before we get into the update, Based on the actions of Sherry, <laughs> um, we're making 
uh, a substitution to Stoney's team. So if we yeah. have any new listeners with us, we at the top of each um, American RuPaul's Drag Race, we do a fantasy league and we all do round robin style or snake draft style, excuse me. And we pick queens and Dahlia was the only queen not selected. So given the light of recent news, Stoney's going to give us some adjustments and then our points. Yeah. So my team originally, I had Aiden, Britta, Gigi, and Cherry Pie. And then Dahlia was the unpicked queen, which basically that queen would have replaced whoever got eliminated um, from whoever's team. So mm-hmm. in light of the events and the fact that Sherry has been canceled slash disqualified on... Mostly canceled. Drag Race, we are going to take Sherry off of my team because there's no point in giving getting points. And also I feel kind of gross just getting points from someone... Um, and if she's been officially disqualified, it also makes no sense for us to keep accumulating points under the name Sherry Pie. Right. So, bye so girl. I will be replacing Sherry Pie with Dahlia Sin. And so now my team is Aiden, Britta, Gigi, and Dahlia. May the odds be ever in your favor. Yes, yes girl. <laughs> so this week, I'll just to start putting the points together here. Um, A couple of miscellaneous things that happened in the episode. So we did have a queen that wore a kimono this season. (gasps) Um, Finally. And that is (laughs) Rocco Sakura, which she, Jamal will get 10 points um, for that. So congrats, (laughs) Jamal. And then I am going to just make the executive decision here that... Dahlia I get 50 points. <laughs> yeah, right. Here goes. Um, Dahlia Sin kind of got criticized by Michelle for not opening up and just talking about like shit that doesn't matter. I'll give you that. So I'm yeah, going to give myself 10 points for Dahlia Sin, um, <laughs> especially since I lost all my goddamn points because of Sherry. Uh. Um, <laughs> and then, so if we look at the main challenge winners, Jada was in the top two. So Jada and Jamal get 20 points. Yes. And, th- and then um, Jada ended up winning the top two lip sync. So Jada and Jamal get another 10 points. Yes, queen. So. I feel another f- crown coming on. Um. So after two full episodes, Jamal's in the lead now with 40 points. Yes. Let's get it. And then Seth and I are tied with 30 points apiece. Woo. Still a close game. Yeah. I'm coming for your edges. Yes, girl. <laughs> I hope you've got that good gel. That j- good gel protecting them down. Mm-hmm. Get those uh, dahlias and baby hairs. Smooth them down. down. Smooth them down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess this is the part where we would normally talk about Untucked. However, I feel like nothing really like new was brought up in Untucked. I mean, Robin did come back and they had a nice little kiki with Robin. Mm -hmm. Um, She gave them advice on like being a performer. So that was cute. But I mean, other than that, I really don't think there's much to discuss quite yet. (laughs) No. And we had the Sherry um, piece of pie to dig into. So we're not going to really get into an Untucked this week, listeners. But what I will say about the fantasy draft is check our socials because I did share a link that's bits.ly slash TFC fantasy and you can follow along via our shared Google Doc. 
So you can see the categories. You can go through and pick your queens and follow along. Um, Yeah, it's on the website. The link is on Twitter. Maybe we'll share it out again. But join the fun. Let's get into it. Yes, girl. So I think we're all looking forward to next week when all the queens are on one episode. And we will uh, be able to, you know... Get, kind of get into our more usual format and hopefully they don't do like five looks each episode <laughs> yeah and we don't mean to scoot over things but i mean time management is a thing and we're going to talk about the highlights and what we didn't like so <laughs> right so uh i hope you guys enjoy this again thank you guys for kind of coming along with us you know with the ride uh of you know, this queen that was disqualified, uh, really, um, we hope to keep the talk about her minimal and, um, just praise her designer and yeah. So we'll see you guys next week with the entire cast. reunited, reunited. And, uh, until then, bye. 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 You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs>